Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. We start today with climate change for fun and profit. We take a detour to Italy. That one is mostly profit. And we finish with television of the future. From American Public Media, on the radio, this is Marketplace. In Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It is Wednesday, the 24th of September. Glad, as always, to have you with us, everybody. The conferences and the meetings and the general assemblies continued in New York City today. And one of the big through lines, not the geopolitical through line, but the geoeconomic through line, if you will, has been climate change. Those 300,000 marchers over the weekend, President Obama and more than 100 heads of state at the United Nations pushing for a low-carbon future. Public events up and down Manhattan. But come on, be honest. Raise your hand if you have climate fatigue. It's all right. The parts per billion, the Arctic shelf, the guilt. Well, business types in New York are trying to change the way we talk about climate, make it less about selflessness and altruism and more about investments and markets and profits. From the Sustainability Desk, Marketplace's Scott Tong reports. You may have asked yourself, what can I do on climate change? Bike to work? Eat local? When people ask me that question, and they do, uh, my response is always the same. That's Harvard's Rob Stevens, an environmental economist. Now, be prepared. His answer stings. What you will be able to accomplish or contribute through your solo actions is so small, it is lost in the noise. Ouch. See, the problem is too big. Stevens says you need scale, preferably for the lowest possible cost, environmental bang for your buck. And one big bang is coal pollution. That's 44% of world emissions right there. Cleaner alternatives are solar and wind and natural gas. Helga Lund is president and CEO of Statoil, the Norwegian energy giant. One of the most important opportunities for reducing CO2 emissions is actually to make sure that gas is replacing coal in the electricity generation. Some replacement is already happening, but in order to speed it up, You have to have a significantly higher CO2 price. A CO2 price is the buck part. Here's the idea. Fossil fuels pollute. So policymakers can take that environmental cost and add it into the price of fossil energy. That is, raise the price. And that makes low-carbon technology more competitive. Now, which ones would deploy? Natural gas, LED lights, solar, coal plants that bury emissions under the ground? Stavins says governments don't have to pick. Investors and customers will. That's the virtue of a carbon pricing mechanism. It will automatically draw to the fore those technologies, those practices, which are lowest cost. For instance, if solar is the cheapest, the best option for household power, consumers will pick that. Solar panel seller IKEA thinks they will. Here's President and CEO Peter Agniefel. I think we'll halve the installed cost over the next 10 years of solar. So it's great sense to do it today. It will be unthinkable not to do it in 10 years' time. Could he be wrong? Perhaps more money will pick wind energy. And in certain places, it's cheaper, says Michael Liebreich of Bloomberg New Energy Finance. He spoke in a noisy UN hallway. So if you look at the Great Plains in the US, you look at Brazil, you look at uh, Australia, you look at India, you look at China, if you want really cheap electrical power, you build a wind farm now. Now, on the other hand... You've got some very expensive technologies people would like to believe a part of the solution. Offshore wind is being done, but it's expensive. But then you can go up to wave power, 
and then always you know, on transportation, fuel cells. You know. Of course, down the road, fuel cells make it cheaper. But the point is that customers and investors have no interest in overpaying. With a carbon price, the low-cost, low-CO2 products win. An efficient, shall we say, cheapskate road to a low-carbon future. In New York, I'm Scott Tong for Marketplace. Nothing cheapskate at all on Wall Street today. We will have the details when we do the numbers. Okay, here's the geopolitical through line of the week that I made a nod to earlier. President Obama addressed the United Nations General Assembly today talking ISIS. He called it a network of death. And as you know, as part of the effort to dismantle that network, the United States turned to a trusted weapon this week, launching...